Hello, friends. Thank you for joining us for the forthcoming episode with our dear old friend, Mike Catherwood. Just want to let you know, enjoy the next hour or so. But after that, there is two more stinking hours. I don't want to say we're censored here on YouTube, but we're really not censored over on Patreon. And you can hear the show that we taped after this show, a continuation of this show with Catherwood. Uh, if you sign up for a free seven-day trial, which means not only can you hear that show, you can hear everything we've got in there. In seven days, I don't think you will be able to listen to everything that is waiting for you at patreon.com slash ellismate within seven days. That is how much stuff you get when you sign up. Don't call us liars. Go check it out for yourselves. It is worth it. Three, two. My balls is totally moving. You ain't improving. I doubt we never go. I got the hoarding desire. My balls are on fire. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, my good friend Mike Catherwood is here, so we have a guest and a good friend. All right. And it's great It's great to have him here, and it's great to be here. It's great to be alive, and, uh, <clears throat> and uh, I, I'm tired. I'm sore. My ankles and my shins are very sore from 20-year-olds kicking me, and it feels great. It feels... It doesn't... I don't know about great... It feels it feels like I'm not anxious. Like I got a blanket on me right now, which is similar to to weed, where I feel like my body is not like Ugh, I gotta go, I gotta, eh, I gotta go, I gotta do something, I gotta, I can't do this. I feel like I uh, exhausted myself to the point of just feel kind of relaxed, a bit tired. <clears throat> I could just roll myself up in a little burrito blanket and call it a day but i think i'd rather be like this than anxious so it was a it was a it was a i didn't plan it i didn't know i was gonna do it i woke up this morning real early and i text my boxing coach and he's like man i gotta do stuff today and i was like man is the gym even open he's like i'm closing it at 10 i was like man that's not even gonna work and then i was like i'll just i was gonna go to because I, I still have a membership to Gold's Gym in nice. Venice. Yeah. And I, I actually, before you leave today, I want you to go in my backyard and tell me, because I know you're the greatest weightlifting uh, expert I've ever met. Thank and you. at one point when I was lifting weights with you, I did get bigger. I looked Hell fucking yeah. big. I looked bigger. Yeah. <clears throat> and I really want to do that now because I'm like, I'm losing weight. I lost like 16 pounds and I probably lost like <laughs> another 10 today, this morning. But- now that I'm doing all the the cardio and and because uh, kratom makes you vomit if you exercise. Ooh, yeah. So Sounds if you get heart awful. rate goes up, you just vomit. 
So that's not there anymore. And now that I haven't smoked weed for eight days, because I was worried about, because you know, I wouldn't go to, I thought that I was never going to Saxon's Muay Thai ever again. Shout out to Saxon's Muay Thai. Um, but I thought I wasn't going to go there ever again because when you go there, they just don't play. Like out of all the things I've ever done, like uh, cross train, uh, what is it that when you the sprints and and what's the what's this circuit training yeah. like where I've done circuits where I'm like this is so hard and painful for some weird reason Saxons on a Tuesday morning is harder. Well, they just I you feel- run, you jump. There's burpees, there's push-ups, there's kicks, these and the knees and all the knee things and kick things because my buddy's a boxer. As soon as I start kicking, it's twice as much cardio. Like it, it flattens me so quick. Well, and also you have most of your musculature is below your belly button. I got bigger getting, legs too. Getting that moving, yeah, it takes a lot more. You know, the uh, the old harsh bar. the old ten kick thing is what they like. You do kicks, and then at the very end of your workout, that you got to do ten on each side, and it's a pop, 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 pop. So you just you're bouncing on your toe, and you're bringing the the big part of your leg up, and it's and it, it gets to the point where when you start throwing it, you go pop, pop. And you're, go- you're telling yourself, pop, pop, pop. And you're like, wow, my body is shutting off right now. Like, bleh, bleh. And the kick is not hard. It's, it's shitty. And yeah, that's literally one of the reasons why Dutch kickboxing developed. Yeah. Because if you know, in Thailand especially, uh, this is not a big man's game. Yeah. And you're 130 pounds, 125 pounds. You go, aye, 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 aye. And, they, yeah. and they run like crazy. They're, they're very well conditioned. But they can do that. The Dutch are literally the biggest people in the world, um, like statistically, yeah. the, and so they would have well, these amazing well, athletes. Pacific Islanders might have a word with you on that. Oh, oh okay. I'm talking uh, height, tall. Oh, height. I see. Yeah, okay. But you know, you're when you talk about uh, the tallest people on the planet, and then those tallest people on the planet who get into kickboxing, they're usually kind of men's men, you know. And uh, they developed a game that was still they still kick and they still kick super hard but it's not as like the training style if you watch like old mike's gym ramon's deckers all these guys are the greatest they're not training in the same way like a lumpini stadium thai guy would be training where it's just like because they they can do that you know they're 100 yeah. they're bruce lee size compared to an nba player who happens to be a well everybody's pretty small at saxons mm. there's a couple of big guys there but they're all younger but um yeah i just i was like you know what screw it well, how bad could it be? And, and I, I was also ready to go, oh, I can't breathe. You know what I mean? I'm going to stop. And you can all look at me and go, why is he stopping? I was I was prepared to do that. But I also know how they go. So I paced myself. But I made it all the way through. And then they had some sparring. And I was like, sparring? It's, I feel like some of the people there know who I am still. And they're like, you don't have to spar. And I'm like, no, I'm okay. Like It's, it's light, right? And they're like, yeah. So, so that was really fun because I haven't done that for a long time. And... Um, I held my own just fine. And I wasn't sure because I haven't kicked for a long time. I got to learn how to stand different again. And I was, I was definitely nervous the whole time, but um, I made it through, you know? I made it through without, and I haven't done any of that for over three years, which means if I go for a couple of weeks, that's going to be even easier. And that kind of is the only bad thing about going there is I don't want to feel like I'm drowning the whole time. And that place makes you feel like you're drowning. Cause it's just, I can't breathe. And it's like, come on, man. You know, you got, you got like, you know, 45 minutes left. And I'm like, yeah. dude, I can't breathe already. So it's very euphoric to get that much out. I feel 
So I love it, man. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go back there, but I want to get back into lifting weights. It's very therapeutic. That's one of the yeah. often overlooked aspects of lifting heavy weights. People see it as like, oh, that's just for meatheads and, and for vanity. But as far as like if you're looking at the release of hormones that make you feel good. It might be one of the greatest steps so far in my sobriety because I've been sick for a week from being sober and I can't work out. Like I want to work out because I don't want to sit here and think about it, but I'm sick. Like, like it's the last thing I want to do is, is work out. Like I try to lift weights in the backyard. I get dizzy. I'm like, man, I can't even work out. I just got to sit with it. So I've been sitting with it, you know, and it's, it's been re like really, really hard, man. I've never been in a harder spot in my life ever. And it's been by myself a lot over here. And I kind of want to, I guess that's like part of it is like, I want to stay by myself and I keep thinking of like the worst things possible. And I keep trying to get them out of my head, but they keep coming. And I'm like, I guess that's just what it is. It's just going to keep coming until it's tapped out. I got to let it pour out. So sometimes it gets, you know, like ridiculous. I'm like, man, you know, like I had a dream last night that woke me up and it was just like, who makes that dream? What kind of an asshole whips that up? How am I supposed to go back to sleep? No, running that, it was, I mean, it was my ex and the, her boyfriend had a TV show. Why? Why? Can't you dream of like blowjobs? What the hell? Why is that? Why are they in my life? hate me for that but i can't you know i gotta stay positive but i know that it'll eventually go away i just gotta keep going and then you know eventually i'll probably have dreams of like you know horses and stuff fun things that don't have anything to do with the pain of of my mistakes um but my daughter came over last night with her boyfriend and they made me thanksgiving dinner oh which i was very very touched by and my son came over and we all hung out <clears throat> and uh i love devin and and she uh, i didn't even like she's cooking and i'm like you realize this is the first time for sure in my life that you have ever cooked me a meal and you're cooking things in a way where you've looked like you've done this before <laughs> and she's like can you stir the pasta and i'm like yeah i can but she put the potatoes on a pan with no with no tin foil just on the tray and i think the tray was a bit dirty and i think i was my stomach was kind of hurting last night i woke <laughs> up in a bit of pain fighting a lot and then uh that dream hit me at 11 so then i was up until about 3 and then i went back to sleep and uh woke up at 6 uh not not sick anymore and i was like you can go you can go today you could go you could lift weights you could do something and you could get a full workout which made me text julio and julio was like 10 a.m man it's on right now so i drove up there and uh blew my lungs out more than i've it's crazy to know like boxing i can box i can do an hour of boxing and it's hard I'm not saying it's not hard but i don't think i've ever felt this like like oh my god my back is like my back from throwing kicks you know I'm not I haven't done it and my my ankles are sore my shins are sore from checking stuff and kicking people but it, it feels good I I'm I, I I'm a little worried about tomorrow like I, I want to go again tomorrow morning but I'm fifty fifty on that I might wake up and be like ooh okay like 
which will also be okay. If I'm really worn out tomorrow, that's going to feel good. Like, as long as I don't feel, oh, man, I'm anxious. I got to go. Like, so I've been going. Train, train to, you remember, like, one of the beautiful things about, uh, unless you're a professional, but one of the beautiful things for most of us about making a commitment to any fitness endeavor, you know, whether it be like weight loss, running marathon, uh, martial arts, whatever, is that you have very little things in your life, especially as you, you grow into adulthood, where you have complete control over it. Yeah. There's no, if you're volunteering to do something, when it, go to the gym, go for a run, that's, that's you. No one dictates that. I mean, obviously, there's variables that can make it harder. Your wife can be a massive bitch, or you just lost your job, or whatever. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you have a, you just got a new job, and it's really it takes a lot of your time. There's things that can, but as far as like whether you do it or not, and how hard you go, that's it's right there. There's no coach, there's no judge telling you to do it, there's no parent telling you to do it, right? So if you wake up tomorrow and you're just fucked because you're in your 50s and you went really hard and you hadn't been going hard right that. You can still get out and move your body, but yeah. you're in charge. You know, you can yeah. say like, "I'm going to do what's best for me right now," and it's not going redlining it. It's just getting my body yeah. moving, getting a little sweat. Gifting is a no-brainer this holiday season, thanks to unmatched comfort and style of Me Undies. From undies to bralettes to socks and loungewear, Me Undies has the perfect gift for yourself or anyone else on your list. Not sure what to buy? You're that uncle, he doesn't need anything. He's had the same hammer for 25 years. You know what he needs? He needs undies. You know what your mom wants? She'll never tell you, but she wants you to buy her undies. Me Undies. She wanted my phone number. <laughs> From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, Me Undies has a style for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes extra small to 4XL. Guaranteed to flatten the cut of everybody. Guaranteed to flatten the cut for everybody. Yeah, they're a flattering cut for everybody. And it's not just underwear. The name is so misleading. Me PJs, me bralettes, me socks, me what don't they have? Me undies signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. Me undies fabrics are light and breathable to help regulate your body temp so you stay cool and comfy. They use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. Not happy with your first pair of undies? It's on Me Undies. Knock out the holiday shopping today and get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash Alice. That's MeUndies.com slash Alice for 20% off plus free shipping. Me Undies, comfort from the outside in. Yeah, you know, I'll go, I'll go one further. It's also... Um, the one way in life, if, you, if you're reasonably smart about it, that you can get some guaranteed wins. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I say I'm going to, you know, break Usain Bolt's record for the 100 yard dash, that's obviously not going to happen. But like I did a 10K recently and I had a reasonable sense of what I could do if I put the work in and it was going to be hard, but I wasn't trying to win the race or anything like that. And there's so many other things where your success or failure depends on other people, you know. Absolutely. The, 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 you know, you you are a good applicant for the job, but they don't pick you. Like this is one thing where you can really say I'm going to put in the work. And even if you're even if your win is I'm going to go to the Muay Thai gym or or the BJJ gym four times a week 
for five consecutive I'm gonna weeks. I'm going to show up, yeah. Yeah, like, and you can do that, and then you can take some pride in that, and then you can you can start to build on those little wins and take them elsewhere in your Yeah, life. because important things in life, like I said, especially as you become more of an adult, uh, and we're, we're all way past that point, but once you, when you're a grown person, you there's very few things that are that that clean there's yeah. a lot of clarity to it it's like if you like 400 pounds is 400 pounds here in southern california it's 400 pounds back in texas it'll be 400 pounds when i'm 70 and it was 400 pounds when i was 19 and there was a time in my life where it was laughable to think like i was going to walk up and deadlift that without warming up there's points in my life where that was a warm-up and it, it never changed i could always measure like well how much weight how much effort are you putting in yeah, and and it and it always it always was very clean. the 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 outcome and the deposit was very kind yeah. of proportionate. You know, huh. are you seeing? I, I know that you're waging a one man war, which I admire against the effects of aging and decline. Mm-hmm. You're at a certain age where that would be maybe inevitable. Maybe yeah. are you seeing? Oh yeah, that? yeah. Um, and I saw you. You see like the funny stuff about it when you're 35. But I'm gonna be 45 in March, and now I'm seeing like, oh, like I, I, I can't deny this, you know. And I, I absolutely lie to myself. I'm denying it, and I get myself in trouble. Now, here, here's the thing: you're, you're I not did a 540 denying. the other day. What's that? I did a 540 the, the other but day. But did you, you pull it off? <clears throat> I made it. Yeah. So you're not lying to yourself. No, it's a, I'm. I don't. I don't think. It, I don't think it's real. I think I'm just as good. I think I can beat me at 25. At 25. Yeah. It's hard to say with I with, don't care, Michael. I'm with saying, sports I'm that involve it. with sports that involve I'm the best I've ever been speed and and power. It's tough to say because some people literally become so much smarter at what they're doing. That's the other thing I noticed when I was sparring today. Instead of just attacking people, I was watching what they're doing and and looking to see where the shot is. And I usually don't fight like that. I usually just I just smash you. You know what I mean? Like I, you throw a punch. I'll try to get out of the way and then I'll throw my stuff. But I was like watching what people were doing and what their favorite thing was to do. And I was like, okay, so if you do that, I can step to the outside of that and counter it. And I started kind of getting away with stuff. I started piecing up some people. We were going light. It was very light. So it wasn't a big deal, but it was, um, you know, I miss that, you know, because I don't want to get hit in the head. I know I got people that care about me. I know I hit my head a lot. So I don't want to be like a regular sparring guy and, take big shots anymore but this was light and it was very rare that anyone was even throwing headshots and if they were they were pretty light and i could see him coming so i never i didn't get caught at all um but just the game being in the zone of of uh of you know potentially getting kicked in the face you got you know you got to pay attention to that if you could still be you could take it too lightly and get he could accidentally kick you in the head it's mm. it can still happen you accidentally kicked me in the head one day I didn't accidentally kick you in the head. <laughs> you, ac- you accidentally didn't. Get I didn't your accidentally hands didn't up. get out of the way. <laughs> I thought you were gonna block it. <laughs> I, I ducked. It just wasn't, and it, it hit the top of my head and grazed off. And I was like, uh, that was "Oh, it, he didn't hit me flush." And like there was like a five second delay, and I was like, "Oh, my legs got all queer." <laughs> that was funny. It was funny. Yeah. So I'm glad I did that. I'm going to a lot of meetings. They're helping, but they don't help when you, when you go there, they're terrible. Like in it, I'm like, oh, these people, oh, you know, I don't want to be here. And it goes really fast. Here's the thing about meetings. Uh, and I don't like to talk about it too much in a, in a public, oh, because yeah. there's literally anonymous I'm at the end for a reason. Yeah? 
But what I will say is that anybody who is either just new to recovery in a 12-step uh, world and uh, or thinking about it, meetings are definitely like a therapist or a psychiatrist. You feel free to find the ones that work for you. I yeah. mean, some I had I had some that, uh, and I I will say ironically, um, a lot of the ones where it was almost exclusively like a higher caliber, wealthier, yeah, hard charging guy. Like especially out here in Southern California and in LA, you get there's just men's stag meetings that are almost exclusively like rock stars and, and yeah, I used, that's the ones I used to get. And I really didn't like it. And then I started, I found a couple meetings around here that were in the hood. And uh, it, was, it would be not only enjoyable, sometimes it was like life-changing hearing these guys, like yeah. hardened dudes spend their life in jail. And alternatively, cops sitting right next to them. And you're like, yeah. this is beautiful, you know? I would say even the bad ones, there's always something good from it. Yeah. Even the worst one I've been at, I took something from it. Yeah. So they're, they're, they've always, all these new ones. I'm, ex- I'm kind of excited about going to... Different ones because I don't think I can go to a worse one than than I've already been to, and that was good. It sounds to me to tie two threads together. It sounds a bit like going to the gym. Like there's good ones and bad ones, but yeah, yeah, just going to the gym. But if it's what you what you make of it, and when when you walk out, you're like, okay, well, I I tried, I did some stuff. Like yes, that was not what I was looking for, but it was I still hit the reset button a little bit. Yeah, and then it's and and how great it feels when you find that gym with the environment that you're like. I like this. Yeah. These are great people. I like this equipment. Yeah, yeah I actually went. the same thing. You know? I went with some um, some queer people to one, to a bit of a bit more of a queer meeting. And then they were like, do you want to go eat with this? And I was like, not really. And they're like, come on. And I was like, all right, I'll go. And I said, I don't like new people, you know? And then I went to some diner and ate with these people that I don't really know. And, and they were all really friendly and helpful and, I'm glad I went, you know, and I, there's no way I would have gone. You know, when I think about that, like two weeks ago, there's no way I would go to a diner with three people I don't know. Yeah. You know, with, uh, and I'll admit it, with no payoff, you know, that's <laughs> what I'm about. The pr- yeah, it wasn't like, like a what's manager. It, what's this going to get me, yeah. you know? Yeah. Which is also, you know, showing me like what, what I've been up to lately is kind of, you know, stay sedated, go do the job, you know what I mean? It's going to get me something. You know, because I'm getting me, me, me. Got to get something. What's it going to get me? You know, which, 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 when you, when you lose your job and, and things start failing and all you're thinking about is how, your next goal and how you're going to get stuff, it becomes the most depressing existence ever because the thing that you think about all day is failing. So you're just thinking about failing all day. It's just a constant reminder that you're not where you're supposed to be. That's how I, that's how I really see it. So not thinking about, where I'm going, you know, like where's my job, where's my career. I, I still, you know, obviously care about it, but I just want to be stable. I want to be helpful, you know. I want to, I want to be grounded. I want to, I want to love the day. You know, there's little things that have happened lately, just little things that don't last very long, unfortunately. But there's been little snippets where I was so happy, just for a second. Just singing and dancing by myself. You know, I don't know how it happened. I helped somebody recently. And then when I got home, I just felt like dancing. And I was dancing around my house. And my dogs were barking at me. And I just felt so happy. And then like 30 minutes later, I'm crying in the backyard. But I know that that's like, keep you keep working. More of that is going to be there. And less of the other thing is going to be there. 
and the pain of it all is unfortunately the the teacher, you know? Like my life has never all the things that have hurt me have paid off in the end. They've made me stronger, they've made me resilient and they've made me better at things, you know? Cuz I cuz I if I come back and I and I fix that thing that was that was that was wrecking me the last time, I got better, you know? And and it's just like you just keep going at all of it, everything, go to the gym, go to the thing, whatever it is, eat right. You know, like I just get sick of it and be like, ah, cheeseburgers. You know, now it just seems like cheeseburger. Like why? Like what about tomorrow? And I just never thought like that. I've never been able to think like that. The only time I ever think like that is when I've got a fight that I know I have to make a certain weight. And that would haunt me all day. Oh man, I just want cheese. You know, I just want a cake. And now I'm like, you know, my daughter bought cakes yesterday. I don't even really want to eat it. It's there's one in the fridge and I haven't eaten it. I'm probably it's probably going to go off and I'm going to put it in the trash. Who am I? I have eaten candy. I've fallen asleep with candy hanging out of my mouth. I could have choked on a gummy bear. And now I'm like brushing my teeth before I go to bed. I'm like Candy, no way. Like I got water, you know. I drink water when I'm in bed. I don't do any. I don't even have the f- the feeling to to do it. You're you're um, something has happened. You're going through a lot right now. Our next partner is Lucy. Lucy makes tobacco-free nicotine for people to focus better, think deeper, chill out smoother, and inspire creativity. Use it to increase alertness, attention, and mood. Focus better, think deeper, inspire creativity, or just relax. Lucy is unique because it's 100% pure, tobacco-free nicotine. You will never find tobacco in any of their products, ever! Lucy pouches are available in five strengths, 2 milligram, 12 milligram, and 12 different flavors. I'm a wintergreen guy. Whether you use nicotine to focus better, get a boost of energy, or just chill and relax, Lucy is made for your nicotine routine. If you want to try Lucy's tobacco-free breakers, pouches, or gum, go to lucy.co slash ellis and use promo code ellis to get 20% off your first order. Lucy offers free shipping and a 30-day refund policy if you change your mind. That's L-U-C-Y dot co. And use the code Ellis and get 20% off and always free shipping. And here comes the fine print. Lucy products are only for adults of legal age and every order is age verified. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. And uh, it's very hard on you, I can tell. But one of the things that uh, always frustrates me about you jason Mm. is you constantly sell yourself short and you also uh you constantly misunderstand yourself because you know you get through saying it's like well i was always so consumed it's like me 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 and maybe on paper that was true you were very consumed with your career your you know making more money your feelings of happiness your hedonic kind of explorations whatever but you're also one of the most concerned and loving people I've I've ever met. You're constantly very consumed with people being happy and taken care of around people that you care about. You are you are invested in that. 
And it just makes me think only because I'm by no means a mental health professional, but this is exactly what I went through is I had this really tough time, ironically, not right when I got clean, but a couple years in where I realized I spent a long time, not even half as long as you, because I was 21 years old. You're, you've spent nearly 50 years trying to be something that you're not. And now you're really trying to recognize that and make the real, happy, fully developed Jason come to be. And that's fucking hard, man. It's really like seismically hard. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, because I, yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. I mean, when I'm paying attention, when I'm here on the planet, yeah. But lately, you haven't been here, man. Lately, I've been a little not here the whole time, as much as possible. Surprised I can do what I do. Like when I think about making that 540, I smoked a giant doobie to myself before I went on that ramp. And I know that when I smoke a whole doobie, I am not the greatest athlete that I can be. I know that. And I also did a shot of Kratom one in the morning and one in the afternoon before I made that five. And I know for a fact that that has been responsible for some of my concussions in the last couple of years because I was just not 100% there and I didn't see where I was going like I thought I was. And the next thing you know, I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, dude, you got knocked out. Look at your helmet. And I'm like, oh, man. And I'm like, oh, man, that's just the age, you know? I'm like, it's not age, you dumbass. Like, you're high. Like, you're you're... You're high enough to make your body not work the way it works, and you. And the only reason I'm 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 older. I'm not as good as a skateboard as I used to be, but I still know. I know when I'm not spinning fast enough. I know when, I, like, I can tell when my body's doing good and when it isn't. Like, I can tell it to do something and it doesn't do it. And I'm like, I feel foggy. You know, it's like a hangover. Like my vision is. I don't see. I don't look at anything when I skate. I see everything. I look straight, but I see everything. Like when I'm gonna land, I don't look at the landing. I see the landing. I also see over there. I see my hand. I see my board. I see my foot. And I see the landing. And when it gets all foggy and zoned in, you can't really see anything. And you just, I'm kind of running on, it's kind of like uh, that daredevil guy where he can sense where he is. Yeah. Yeah. Except I'm in, re I'm in reality. So where I sense where I am is probably not where I am. So it's a little off. And that's how I got knocked out in Utah. I was, I was like, my tail's going to hit. But my wheels hit and I've front flipped in and and like not only did I get knocked out, I ripped my neck in some such a way that I couldn't do anything for like eight months. Like I really dangerous. Hurt. It's a dangerous sport. And I'm talking about like a 220 pound man land on his head. Like yeah. dude, you could, could have died. On wood. It's not sand yeah. or something. <laughs> and then I uh you know, since I've been sober from the Kratom, some people have messaged me about they appreciate me being open about it, and they a lady messaged me and said that they she lost her her husband, and they have two kids to alcohol, and now she goes to the meeting you go to when you were married to a addict, Alanania. Yeah. yeah, and that she, that she has three fem women that she knows there that lost their husbands uh, to kratom, and I was like, what do you mean kratom? She's like, they had a seizure and died, and I was like, I didn't know you could do that. And then, you know, I just think if you want to do it, it, like I'm not, if you want to smoke weed, you should, good, great. If you want to do creative, cool. If you want to have a beer, that's, I'm not trying to, everybody stop. 
I just think that I can tell, like I see TikTok, there's videos now, Joe Rogan talking about how cool feel frees are. Feel frees are really dangerous. Like when I quit those, I, Brianna was there. I was, I was having a seizure. I almost had a seizure and I headbutted the concrete Oy. to stop it. I'm not lying, you guys. I swear it. And I, I'm not, I don't. I'm not trying to get anybody mad or anything. I'm just telling you that it got that bad that she told me afterwards that she was thinking about getting me to the hospital. And then I quit that and I got on another one that's just Kratom because Feel Free has Kratom and Kava in it. And it was really bad, but it was not as it was not as bad. I did not, you know, obviously I was in pain, my stomach hurt, crapping myself. And like this is I'm doing four of them a day. That's that's how that's how bad it got. Uh but you know, it was f f four days, I think four days where, you know, I, I'm rocking back and forth. My stomach is hurting. I'm just sitting here by myself. And then for like three days after it, I was like, I feel sick. I can't work out. If I like did arm curls with 25 pound thing, if I get to 20, I'd start to feel a bit dizzy and I'd have to put it down and get my air back before I could do some more. And I'm, otherwise I feel like I was going to vomit. And this is, you know, eight, eight days without it. So it's it. I just want people to know what they're doing before they do it, because it seems cool. Like I got sponsored by them; they gave them to me for free. I was like, hell yeah! After you skate, it's kind of relaxing. And next thing you know, because that's the other thing. Some people can have a beer and it's cool. Like Tully can have a beer and then that's it. I, I can have a beer and then all of a sudden uh, I black out and I got prostitutes. I don't have any money, you know. Like I can't do that. I'm a monster. So depends on who you are. I just want people to know because I I feel like. I'm not trying to shit on Joe. I don't think he knows. I think he got one. Like I, at one point when I got him, I talked about it because I felt good when I did it. But then I abused it and I felt real sick, real bad. And, and just watch out, everybody. That's all I'm trying to do. Just just warning you to watch out a little bit. You know, it's just, it's just, we all know that alcohol can do that. We all know that, you know, if you do heroin, that could be a little dicey. If you do a bunch of coke, that could be dangerous. We all know that. But I just, it just seems like right now, 2023, not a lot of people know that if you do that, you're playing with fire. Like, I'm, I'm serious. I'm just, you know, from, from, you know, it depends on where you are. You know, you're older, you got some pain. Like, is, if you've got, like, you're, you've got a, some sort of back or, you know, uh, nerve damage and you're in pain and the doctors can't stop it and they're trying to give you some kind of morphine or something. Maybe you could do the feel free instead, but it just like there's, they don't, the difference is this, the words are not at, no one knows. Like it's bad for your kidneys. It's bad for your liver. You know, like it, it makes you look terrible. It starts to age you. And if you're, you know, if you, if you want to look good, like I do, that was depressing. You know how you get over that? You do another one. <laughs> that's that's the, how I, that's the how problem I did it. And the solution yeah. in the same spot. Yeah. I think there has to be, uh, I have a hard time believing there isn't a little of, willful ignorance or willful naivete on the part of people who take that and tell themselves it isn't a drug i I, th I agree i think that goes with all controlled substances in 2023 my feeling is um and i i'm in the same boat as jason i worked very hard to let people know i am not i drugs and alcohol is not for me that's my life and my thing i have zero desire to steer people away mm -hmm. if you're a grown-up and you work hard you want to crack a beer, take a bongo. That's your business, man. You know that, and I and I would never ever try to persuade someone unless they unprovoked came to me. Sure, and say I have a problem. But 
I think right now, uh, people more so than any time in history in this country are so sad and so unfulfilled that they are willing to overlook a lot when it comes to something that they know is going to give them some level. of. I, I don't like the company that sells it and says, you know, instead of having a beer, have one of these. And it's like, n that's not, you know, beer's bad for you. This isn't. It is like that is a lie. It's like when they it's like the, the pyramid back in the 80s. Like, that's a lie, dude. It's just to get more money. It's not you don't need cheese. It shouldn't be in the, the pyramid like bread and cheese. No, you don't. No, you do not. Your body does not need it. And at one point it was suggested that you need it. Like if you don't have bread, you'll get sick. You know, it's part of the pyramid of health. I don't know. Back up, okay? Pump your brakes. Wait, so bread is good? I find it to be a staple of anyone's good, healthy diet. Bread that you... Real bread. Oh, just any about. bread product. Just go ahead, load up. Really? Crackers, cookies. What? No, no, I'm kidding. Oh, I, was I, like, I, I mean, I'm I, like, because you, I, I trust you, you know more than me. I was like, wait, it's good? No. I was going to go get a loaf right now and start I, I, pumping it. I think bread, <laughs> I miss or, bread so bad, it's so good. Bread products, I think, is the one thing that is kind of collectively agreed upon because there's so much controversy in but it was in that pyramid thing remember? yeah but also in, in, in fairness in fairness he was about to bring me back a loaf of bread and be like here start eating this in fairness it was different bread back then yeah that's what i'm saying it's different bread because that's um, a, what's the thing people say that they go to europe or something mm -hmm. and they eat like what you mean they're on vacation and they eat all the pasta and everything they want and they lose weight yeah i don't know this for sure i just saw tiktok probably but a lot of a lot of it is There's something different. It absolutely is true. Uh, a lot of it is too, though, that certain preparations of of the same food, certain side dishes with the same food, makes you eat less. Mm. There are things that are just so highly palatable, and they're very calorically dense. Uh, my my the best advice or, or analogy I like to give people is um, if I boiled a potato right now. And put some sea salt on it, maybe some lemon juice or something. And I said, eat it just until you feel stuffed and you don't want any more. You're just grossed out by it. You Most people, regardless of size, regardless of their level of appetite, would tap out after, after maybe half the potato. I mean, if it yeah. was a good sized potato. Now, if I took that same potato and I French fried it yeah, with you you know, vegetables and whatnot not only would you finish that potato, you would think it was like such an alarmingly small portion yeah. of French fries, which is from one potato. And you would eat more and it would be four times the calories. And and, and so I think also it kind of ties back into, you know, everyone talks about the obesity. It's gluten. It's a, I, the reality is it's like, we are so stressed. We are so unhappy in there and we're eating more. We're eating uh. so much more because we're eating, we're, we're working more, making less money. So, Things like convenience food become much more appealing. You know? I saw a thing Joe Rogan doing good saying about salmon that farm salmon they dye it, they dye the meat to make it look red because it's not red because they're corn fed and apparently that salmon is actually bad for you. And I'm like, salmon is I don't really like I eat it. I mean, my but it's not my favorite one. I eat it because I'm trying to be healthy. Yeah, and to know that if I'm just getting it at a normal restaurant, I'm getting this corn-fed one that is not not only am i missing out on steak but i'm eating crap and that they've just flipped that and and i don't think any of us know it like i don't think that's out there did you know that they dye salmon 
It's, I mean, it, it is. If you go to the, even the grocery store, most of the time it'll say it has color added. I don't think too many people are reading that. Yeah, they just see salmon. What yeah. is the one that you get that is a actual salmon that nobody- Wild that caught. It, yeah, sockeye. It has to say, it has to say what? Sockeye. Sockeye, like literally a sockeye. Yeah. Is one kind of wild caught salmon, but yeah, wild, and you can even. But if see- they say wild, because I know that sometimes when they say, because mm-hmm. you gave me eggs today, yes. and I was like, what about the ones in the supermarket that say that they're fa- what is it called? Cage free. Cage free, yeah. and you said some of them they, are cage they, free for like the last you, week. You can be no, they can be cage free for like a couple, like an hour a day, and claim it to be cage free. So know? they're not. It's a lie. Yeah, but there's also there's things that you can read that. At, you're bona fide, you know, it's it's good. You know, pasture-raised eggs are a- you're Right, getting- but I, I, you know, I, I don't know. Look, I, a lot of more intelligent reading people, great, you know that, but I'm talking to my people, you know? I don't read. I don't know. If it doesn't go up on TikTok, I didn't know about it. You know, I was like, salmon. I don't have that much money. I don't want to get the expensive one. I just want to get the salmon. How bad can any salmon be? It turns out real bad. That's why I always tell people, I say, you can drive yourself crazy to the point that you actually shoot yourself in the foot trying to get so detail-oriented. But even the most uneducated person when it comes to nutrition knows a couple things. If you eat too much, you're going to gain weight. Yeah. Right? So let's taper that back. What can we eat that would help us in that journey to do so? Things that are going to be more filling and more nutrient dense, right? And because in the long term, it's going to, it's going to, because I'll be very honest with you. You can eat pop tarts and McDonald's. Mm. If you eat a regulated amount, you will lose weight. And, and you know, there's, there were bodybuilders at a certain time in the nineties where drugs were really getting geeky that were eating, you know, protein shakes and pop tarts and they were shredded, but they were just, you know, white knuckle it and perfect amount, you know? Okay. Um, but that's not long-term what you want to be doing. So you think of things like a higher protein diet is going to have, not only is it more filling, it's going to be a higher thermic effect of food, meaning that it actually burns more calories to digest it. Ah. And if you can't afford wild-caught salmon or if you can't afford grass-fed pasteurized beef, does that mean don't get beef? No, it doesn't. It just means that let's pick and choose because i think oftentimes people get so geeky about these details right the wild yeah. covered but then they they end up then spending more money down the road and then they're back to buying fast food like you're back at applebee's a week later because you've driven yourself crazy and it's very frustrating right. so you're saying right. ma- making great the enemy of good yes yeah if it was was it balzac or voltaire some french dude said you know the the nothing destroys perfection more or so nothing destroys great more than perfection. This desire to, you get. I mean, yeah, look, yeah. If, if if Aubrey wants to go and have literally uh, Aubrey Marcus or one of the people who he's, he's wealthy and he certainly knows these details backwards and forwards. And if he wants to make it his entire diet biodynamic and everything, that's fine. But don't shoot yourself in the foot because you can't get to that point. Believe me, there's plenty of people who are thriving on fifteen percent ground beef for. At, from the supermarket and a big old tub of white rice. And every time you make the both of them, a couple different seasonings, you got your Mexican style, you know, the Hispanic yeah. style here. You got your teriyaki Asian infused yeah. here. And then throw in some veg- vegetables yeah. two or three times with it. And like that. That's good to know. Bob's your uncle, you know? As good. You, as you Aussies say. Good. That's good to know that you can do that. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It is the holidays. It's that time of year, the season of giving. It's also the season where you can get a little bit bummed out. The days are short. You got the drama of seeing your family. You got you the have drama. Thanksgiving, Michael, where your family has Thanksgiving and you have Thanksgiving by yourself. That wouldn't make me very happy. If you're thinking about, I say it all the time, if you're thinking that you maybe could possibly use some therapy, there's a really good chance you could use some therapy. It can't hurt to just go and talk to somebody, particularly a qualified professional who wants to help you. Michael's got a really good point. I've never gone to therapy and gone, man, that person just ruined my life. It's always helped. Worst case, it doesn't do anything. But what have you got to lose? If you're feeling down, why not reach out to a professional? BetterHelp is entirely online. It's designed to be flexible to work with you and your schedule to find the right therapist that can help you achieve the goals. Just We just want you to be happy. It's super convenient, super easy. If you don't like the therapist you're talking to, you can find another one. So you never know who you mean. Some people match, some people mesh good and, and you got yourself a guy or your girl. But I've had a lot of therapy in my life, and sometimes I don't like that therapist, and I go to a new one, and Bob's your uncle. It was the right one. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ellis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ellis. I'm curious, Mike, as the host of the Mikey Likes You yes. podcast. Thank you. Um, I feel like we live in a, a golden age or a dark age, however you want to look at it, of uh, health tips, fitness tips, hacks, what have you. Yeah. And there's this army of people who either make their living or aspire to make their living telling you the thing that you don't know about yet, mm -hmm. yet which means there constantly needs to be new stuff to be telling people, stop doing this, start doing that. Is there anything in particular that you feel like, maybe just something you saw once or something you feel like you're seeing a lot of these days that's the quote unquote cutting edge that you're like, okay, that's really the dumb one. Du jour. Any exclusionist diet. And what I mean by exclusionist diet is the removal of fill in the blank is your key to happiness and weight loss and whatever it may be. You just got to eat nothing but steak. You know, you got to eat low carb, no carbs, take carbs out. You got to take gluten out. You got to take meat out. Everything. Gonna... The reality is, is like we are omnivores uh, and there are humans thriving on this planet right now and for thousands of years who eat nothing but root vegetables and they're shredded and they live to be 100. There are people right now who are eating purely animal protein and they're thriving and they're living to 100. Good There's phone call. We take live phone calls on the Jason L show. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Benny from Texas. I used to call in a long time. I used to call in all the time back in the day on Sirius. What up, Benny? What's your question? What the fuck is Demi's, mate? Okay, so he's talking about Dimmies. He has a video, but I'm not going to play it because I can already tell what the question is. Dimmies, because I saw a fish and chip shop. In Australia, Dimmies is short for Dim Sims. And Dim Sims is, wow, this is going to be tough because I don't, <laughs> I don't make them. I, only, I used to eat them. You get Dim Sims, you can get them steamed or deep fried. And they're like, they're originally an Asian vibe of sorts. I think an Asian brought it. But it, it's at a fish and chip shop, which is usually a Greek guy or an Italian guy. But you can get dim sims and you get soy sauce with it. And you dip it in soy sauce, but it's basically minced meat with some kind of pastry thing around it. Yeah. And it's like, what is it? There's an American version of it. Dumpling? It's a dumpling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the dim sum in America, or dim I, sum. I, so not in America, but in America we say dim sum. Okay, well these are dim <laughs> dim sims are. Yeah, we, we might it might have been like somebody told us about them and we miss you know what I mean because Australians don't understand Americans and they were like, dude, get a dim sum and we were like dim sim, you know <laughs> that that's might that might have been what happened, but yeah, dim sims are the biggest bogan meal. Like what's that movie, the TV show with the guy? He's kind of like me, like Trailer Park Boys. Nah, the the bald guy that he's got a kid and he punches people in the face that have it coming. <laughs> have you seen that? No. <laughs> sounds uh. sounds very intriguing. It's a really good show. Damn it! Come on, help me, Brianna. He's uh, down. I don't know, man. Nah, it's this guy. It's shit. Redneck Equalizer. He's kind of like an Equalizer. He's a dad. <laughs> he's like a heavy dude. He used to be a heavy dude in the crime. Cosby Show. <laughs> no. He's a white guy with a mustache, and he knows how to fight and stuff. He knows that you know things about. Charles Bronson. He's kind of like a Charles Brunson guy, but like every now and then, like he walked his kid home, right? And he's this this a dude, two dudes bumped the kid and knocked the ice cream over. That ain't cool. Yes, and he was, I know that what you're talking. And about. And he was like, "You're right, mate." And he was like, "Ah, oh, fuck you and you stupid kid." And he was like, "And and the kid goes, Dad, don't worry about it, because my kids do the same thing. Like they try to stop me from fighting." And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, good point." And then he takes her to the car and he goes, I just got to go to the store real quick and grab some tickets or Le something. Left me wallet in the store. Yeah. And he goes down the alleyway and he sees him and he, you know, he wrecks him. He, he fucking punk. Yeah, he wrecks him. But he gets dimmies all the time in the show. He always asks for dimmies. Mr. Yes. In-Between. Right. Yeah, Mr. In-Between. There you go. Yeah, One of the greatest right, shows yeah. on television right now. I highly recommend it. Right. Yeah. All right. Thanks, dude. I hope that helped. Hey, man, I love you guys. I called in a long time ago, and you guys just kind of stopped the show, and you all told me, like, it was like a heartwarming kind of, we fucking love you, too. And it made me cry back in the day because I just want to let you know, man, I've been listening since 09, and you guys are my fucking best friends. So I know you don't know me, but I fucking know you, and I love you guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for saying the F word, like, 17 times on the podcast. It's YouTube not your loves fault, you. Benny. It's not oh, your it's fault. Not Patreon? It's okay. No, you're not on Patreon. That's next. That's after this show. It's okay. Oh, it's okay. Let it go. <laughs> Screw you, YouTube. Suck my butt. <laughs> Love you, dude. Love you, mate. Thank you. Love there you go, Dimmies. Mr. In-Between. Such a good show. He he helps me with my temper. I think it was based on a book series, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because yeah, it just seems like, you know, because sometimes I just feel like, you know, you're being a dick. And I was like, <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I, you know what I mean, drag you around a little bit and embarrass you and punch you in the face a couple of times. Yeah. Make you a little bitch in front of everybody. Yeah. Maybe you'll learn your lesson, you know? Because I feel like some of these people never had it, never got it. Yes. Because that's that, that's what happened to me. I, I, I got beat up. And you it's, do. it was a good lesson. You know, it made you, you know, don't, don't, don't puff up if you can't back it up, you know? Because I've puffed up before. Even if you're not puffing up, just in, for a guy, especially uh, if you're a successful guy. If you're successful, the ladies, you you automatically, I think, develop some level of kind of ego or and uh, yeah, I I, don't, I certainly don't want people unless they're really bad people. I don't want them to get beaten badly, but getting rocked or getting put in check is uh, it's very. My friend Petros Papadakis is a very good sports broadcaster. He always said we would talk about interviewing athletes. You know, the lion's share of major sports in America, your these athletes were not easy to deal with. You know. And it's, you know, they're super rich. They're super famous at something that everybody loves and they get cheered on by millions of people. But hockey players are always cool. And I was like, man, it is. I was like, this is probably because we're mostly Canadian. He's like, it's a good point. He's like, what I think it is. And this was a man who played really high level. He almost played, made it to the NFL. I think practice teams, but he played at SC at football. And so he knows what he's talking about. 
He said, hockey players check themselves. And they've been used to checking themselves since they were little kids. Guys get out of line. They literally, as part of the sport, they're like, F this guy. You know, right? yeah. And then, then you go. And you and I think there's a kind of a self-regulation. Of it, it is good. You know, I think yeah, public service announcement. Stop pulling out your phone. And if somebody's being that guy, you need to like, maybe you're not big enough. Maybe talk to everybody else there and be like, hey, man, can we all gather up as a team and get this guy? People being mean to ladies. You know, I've had enough of it, man. I see these videos where people video like in the plane where guys punching a lady. You know, it's not fair. Why aren't I on that plane, you know? I'm <laughs> built for this. I'm built for you to learn, you know? Punch a lady in a plane. I will choke you unconscious, shout out to Bus Rutten, and take your pants and put them in the bathroom so you can't find them. And you got to walk around. You don't know who you are anymore and you're naked. Everyone's like, hey, I think you little penis. Because nine times out of ten, that's half the problem. Who cares if it's little? It doesn't mean the world hates you. Don't be so angry at everyone. God, it's just well, a little dick. It's kind of cute. You know what I mean? Like, yes, it's, it's, like a, it's like a little egg. It's like a little buddy that just came out of that little egg. And you're like, eat, cheap, cheap. You know, like, just pat your little dick and stop being so mean. In fact, I often, uh, times when I've seen yours, Jason, I was like, oh, what a, what a burden. You know? Shut what a burden to have all that. I mean, it's a lot of circulation. I, I feel very comfortable with it. Yeah. Good for you, man. Uh, what would you do really if it Thank wasn't you. somebody attacking a lady on a plane, if it was a lady who dropped trow and was urinating in the aisles of your plane? I saw that. Mm. Yeah, I'm not going to punch her because she's already urinated. Mm-hmm. And can't she put, did it in a way. And she put did the ketchup a, back in the bottle. Well, she did it in a way where I didn't see it coming. Mm. Like I saw that video and I was like, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. and it, by the time she peed, I, there's no way I could have stopped it. And I feel like trying to cup the piece that doesn't go on the carpet <laughs> is not like that. Well, that's not your job either. No, that would like be someone who works for that almost, airline, yeah. I imagine. But yeah, there's certain... Yeah, because I was thinking about... I'm writing this joke about punching women because I, I feel like there's something there. Because lately I got <laughs> friends... You know I mean? I got a, a lady friend. She's not my friend anymore, but she got punched and harassed by four guys in four different days. And I was like, come on, dudes. What are you doing? Like, you're like, hey, what's up? And she's like... Leave me alone. And then you get mad and say mean things to her. That's really not cool. But if you're like a really big lady and I'm a little guy and you're like picking on me, you know, like if it, it, it can't, can't I punch you? And then, yeah. and then I was thinking John Wick, greatest American that ever lived. He, he put a blanket, a sheet over a lady, punch her in the face. But she was trying to kill him. Yeah, there's. Uh, yeah, well, I think and then after she, when weapons are involved, all bets are off. See, okay, well then, okay. But after he disarmed her, yeah, he said, "You got to tell me something, or I'm going to kill you." And she told him, and then he pistol whipped her unconscious. But wait, wait. But when he did it, wait. Are we talking about a professional assassin? Yeah. Okay. Well, again, all that's little. All bets are off. It's like. Wait, a it, woman who goes to battle in war, like it's everything's different. So you're saying if if it's if it's as a professional Ronda Rousey, yeah, Wait, it's I like, you said professional fighter. <laughs> I'm not doing that. She's and I said she's professional a, assassin. She's a professional. That's a big difference. Okay, uh, uh, what's the the Russian lady? Not the Russian Shevchenko. Shevchenko, yeah, because yeah, we all know she's secretly an assassin. Oh uh, yeah, Shevchenko is like, yeah, I do not like your pants, Jason, and I'm like. Oh, man, why are you picking on me? She's like, yeah, you're a pussy. You're sucking dick. And I'm like, man, that really hurt because I kind of do. And then she's like, I beat you. And I'm like, okay. 
and then I punch her in the face and knock her out. Yeah. Am I a bad guy? No. Right. And when John Wick punched this lady, here's the thing. People have seen this. It's the first one. He pistol whips her and she gets knocked out. Did anyone that watched that when the pist- when the gun hit her in the head and knocked her out, did anyone go, whoa? Yes. I don't think they did. No, not as because many. Keanu not Reeves- as many people who go, whoa, saw John Wick. But I do know that people do that because of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Because literal murderers came oh, in yeah. to literally murder people and then said, we're going to murder you. And when Brad Pitt got the opportunity, he bashed the chick's head into Okay, it. did you go, whoa, when he did that? Not me, but I didn't. millions they of did. people did. Did they really? Oh, it was a huge controversy. See, that's insane. Yeah. You got it. That's like disrespecting a female by saying you can't punch her. I agree. I'm, you're saying that she's so pathetic that even when she's trying to murder you, you can't punch her in the face. I'm saying you're being insulting to women. I'm saying I'm being flattering to women by saying Brad Pitt should punch her in the face. And you know who's got the problem? You do. You wiener coming after it. What's that do with the fabulous jawline? Mike Catherwood. You do have a fabulous jawline, but this guy's way cuter. He's like half your age. Sorry. Michael Shannon? Nah, who's the guy with the... the he said half my age, Tully. Come on. Please. Who's the guy with the stand-up that everyone hates right now? Oh, uh, Matt Reif. Matt Reif. Yeah. Matt Reif. Matt Reif, dude. Your joke... Wasn't even what you everybody that's got beef with Matt Rife talking about the lady didn't she's obviously not a good cook, that's why she's got a black eye in the first place. You your life's I I'm like, oh, I feel sorry for you because your life sucks. Yeah. You suck. You're a Karen, dude, guy. I don't care what's between your legs. You're a bitch. Wait, that could have sounded wrong. There, okay, I apologize for that. See, I'm correcting myself. His joke was light. That was Diet Pepsi. And you guys were like, oh, he laughed about a punch in the face. He didn't punch anybody. It's a fake story. You know it's comedy, right? Like, we can't talk about that. What about Louis C.K. talking about how dumb the Bible is? <laughs> it's pretty funny, you know? What, what? Who cares? I don't think anywhere close to the majority of people would be offended by anybody killing female members of the Manson family in self-defense or even fictional fictional depictions of that. Right. I think there's just so many people that even if 5% of people get angry about something, it's so many people that you go, like I see that all the time, like, oh, there was this huge demonstration in London and it's like, what? 15,000 people were there. And I'm like- There's 11 million people yeah, in London. That's, that's absolutely, <laughs> yeah. not, sure, if you were there, you'd be like, oh my God, they yeah. just what about keep this? coming. What about this, Michael? Yeah. I watched African- hmm. Queen with Humphrey Bogart. Nah, it's new and it's African ladies and they're kicking ass in it. And she's the king of Africa. Oh, Cleopatra. Black Panther? Nah, nah. Oh, Wakanda forever? Yeah. Yeah, Black Panther too. Nah, nah, not Black Panther. Nah, it's it's a lady in the jungle. She's the king. Oh, oh yeah, with uh, Viola Davis. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Women's warlords. For sure, yeah. Taking over, they're fighting guys. Mm -hmm. And she fights this one guy and the guy way back raped her Ooh, good times. Oh, man. and now she's he's like come to take over and she's like hell no and then they fight and he like sorry spoiler alert, she kills lots of dudes and then also girls get killed by dudes in it i don't feel any trigger at all from those fights 
Oh, dude, when there's I'm saying a, that is a fair fight. When there's a female warrior queen, all rules yeah. are... Uh, you can punch her in the I face, right? I can't fight a war with one hand behind my back. I can't kill half your warriors because they happen to be female. Yeah. Here, here's one thing I, I really... And I, I hate to, because most podcasts do this now, where people who are not you know, anthropologists or whatever try to, like, and they wax poetic about it. But one thing I really noticed, and, and this is just a personal anecdotal thing, is that when I was a kid growing up, this is not, I'm not blowing smoke. This is real. Most of the really highly impacting action movie stars that I saw on screen, like I took something home when I think about it, were women. And these were not women who the world had decided like, she's just a dumb bitch. Why you can't treat her? And she has to deal with, they were women who were just living their lives and through crazy circumstances ascended not only what a male character would ascend, but also- Probably half the male characters, assuming she's not strong enough, right? So Sarah Connor and, and Agent Ripley in, in Alien and Aliens, and uh, you can punch Wonder Woman in Clarice the face. Starling from Silence of the Lambs was the all of the FBI screw. She was the one who went to the right house, and she through the whole time they were like, "Oh, cutie, are you going to be okay in there with it?" Every moment, yeah, yeah. And she just she just went about her business and kicked ass. And I think when you automatically right out of the gate lower the standards of it's like. Well, even though she's an assassin, we're talking about a female. Don't you have any respect here? It's like, no. Like, no, I do have respect. And that's why I'm going to punch lowered. her in the face yeah. like I would punch anybody else in the face because I respect her as an equal. <laughs> yes. That's why I would punch Wonder Woman in the face because I know that she would duck it and then she would put the lasso on and then I would tell her that I love her and I want to marry her because that's the truth of it. Uh, women, am I right? You got me, <laughs> Wonder Woman. I really just want to take a shit in your invisible plane. Because I want to see if my shit is yeah. invisible when it goes in the bowl. It's got to be. Otherwise, you would see it. I'd rather jerk off. <laughs> in the toilet? No, just, just to see people like an invisible plane, just like a man standing in air. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. It's pretty you cool. Know, and load. Ex- but your yeah. load won't go flying th- with the wind. It's in the plane. You're It'll right. just shoot like yeah, a normal load. Uh, I mean, I've jerked off in planes plenty of times. It ends up being the same as you were in your bedroom or your bathroom. She must have one of those waterless toilets. Huh? Well, because... Oh, yeah, because you'd see the water. Exactly. You can't can't not see the water but see the shit. Well, that's the thing that that when they do the cartoon of Wonder Woman and you can see her in the plane but you can't see the plane, that's not how it goes. Obviously, it's really there. It's just got a force field that makes it blend in to to the zone. It's really there. It's just got a, co- right. a collage. She, she, she wouldn't be word? able to use the controls if they were actually invisible. So does right. it not work? It's the outside is invisible. When you're in there, you can see. Cloaking does it device, not work man. for living? Cloaking. Did you say cloaking? Yeah. Cloaking. Yeah. Thank you. Does it not work for organic living, breathing things? Is that the explanation as why you could? Because the seats and the engine and everything become invisible once they're behind the fuselage, right? But the you company. can see her. So is it? Is it like? Is that one of the rules? Here's what the it? real the real invisible plane is. It's invisible. cloaking, dude. Yeah, when you it's go cloaking. in the plane, it's completely visible. You see the toilet. You see the handles, the steering wheel, all that stuff. But when it flies off, when you're outside of it, you can walk right up to it and hit it with your head and not see it. But you see Wonder Woman from the outside. No, you don't. That's no. what the cartoon's ruining. It's it for. cloaking. Okay. Okay. When they show the cartoon there, being making fun of Wonder Woman, which I don't appreciate. Um, but. She is not, when you see her flying a plane, you do not see her flying the plane. The what the the airplane is completely invisible. On the TV show, I thought you could see her in the plane. Linda right? Carter was like this. Yeah. Wait, in the really? Sky. Yeah. Oh, now maybe that was just because it was a 1970s TV show. Yeah, they the they really effed that up. 
That's, that's not the lamest they, they, I think it was, invisible plane ever. I think they needed her cleavage on screen every she possible was, moment. She was definitely like absolutely tune in worthy hot at that point. Yeah. And so. for some time to 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 follow, I feel yeah. like it's I'd still I'd rather do Whitney Cummings. I feel like it's still trends. I like She's hotter than Wonder Woman. No, no. Prime. Yep. Look, look at yeah. peak Linda Wonder Carter. Woman. She, when she did the spin thing, it was so lame. It was like a slow spin. Wait, are you talking about Linda Carter, Wonder Woman, yeah. or Gal Gadot? No, I'm talking. I don't know who. I only know Wonder One Wonder Woman. Because I listen, I find Whitney very Wonder attractive. Woman. But either all people who Wait, played Wonder, two Wonder, Wonder Woman, the one from the movies, the recent movies, and the one from TV. Oh, and the I'm not the new one. Shut up. That's not Wonder Woman. That's just some turd that sucks off famous people, rich people to be Wonder Woman. I'm talking about Wonder Woman. Yeah. That's that's pretty damn like appealing. Yeah, I'm not saying she's not. I'm just saying I got a thing for the Cummings, all right? Alan something, Cummings? Something about her. No, Dan Cummings. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's there's this I don't like her, but Whitney's like shredded. Like she gets shredded for comedy shows. And then she has like little abs and stuff. I don't this, know her that this, well, but this she, hoe, this hoe was fat. I don't know Whitney that well, but I, she did do uh, a TV show with my wife, you know. So I, I yeah. see her kind of living normal life, and not just on stage. I feel like Whitney Cummings is one of those people who burns an extraordinary amount of calories just being awake. Like yeah. she's so eleven ideas on nah, her mind, and like blah, nah, blah, blah, I've you know? seen her chill. Is she? She yeah. chills. She like likes horses and cats and stuff, and she hangs out and. Feeds goats, super chill. Like she's crazy smart. Yeah, she is. That might be the only problem with her. I was very impressed by her. Like uh, off off stage, I, I found her. Yeah. She's the most impressive woman I've met. Mm. Well, you never met Linda Carter. Touche. Or, or Lizzo. They uh, there's a Liz there's oh. a photo of her that goes uh, <laughs> no, viral doing. from time to time. What she in like some women's magazine or GQ or something in the '90s, and she's wearing an evening gown and she's with her kids. Yeah, and she's still like ludicrous. I always, I mean, maybe it's fetishistic for me, but not only now. When I was in my teens and twenties, I found that so like like I can't control myself. Hot like the 40, 50 year old, six year sometimes six year old woman who was still smoking. That was like I can't I I have to go beat off hot to me and it's still, I mean still it's one of the flight attendants on the plane over here. Uh, did she, the beat she off? Had to be, she had to be beat off to her. Uh, I did beat off in the plane on, on the way uh, over here because you talked to her. Mm, no, but I'm sure she factored in. A lot of it's just like when I have three hours of time to myself and I can't go do stuff. I I'm like why not? That seems it's very private too. You know, I make sure to clean up. Where do you shoot it? Into the, the ball. I, I put up the seat so that it, even if in worse of circumstances, no one would sit on my. Uh, I'm just going to say, say this every time. Why not just into a tissue? I never. I, it's one of those things. I think you 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 kind of get fond of how you grew up doing it. Uh -huh. And I never I always did it in the toilet or the shower and just let it fly. Yeah. And, you know, so I guess. I, do, you, do, you, do you. Is it like a little like win for you when it splashes in toilet water yeah or something? Oh. especially now right. especially now all right um now i've got it i'm even more repulsed but now i get it uh, i well i'm not i definitely find uh pleasure out of a, a particularly prodigious load i see <laughs> I, as i'm getting older i feel like it's just it's like a sign of virality or something I, i'm like well yeah still got it all right all right. Well, before we wrap this up, we you do have a signature. Yeah, segment. somebody texted me and said they love Catherwood and that he f's in 
and a bunch of other f bums in it. <laughs> All right, so thanks, just, dude, yeah. or ma'am. I'm pretty sure it was a it's dude. probably a dude. Yeah. <laughs> Say, listen, if you're judging by my DMs, it's probably a dude. <laughs> he said he loves you because you he uh, you f, and then people don't know this because we used to be huge, big giant show, very popular on Sirius XM. You probably probably haven't heard of it. It's kind of an outdated format of how to listen to um, shows, but um, we had a, a thing because yeah, you know, he was on this other thing, terrestrial radio, which is another thing you probably haven't heard of. Um, but Dr. Drew Penske, because he's on your mum's house, you would have heard of him because he's he somehow he man very pro from being terrestrial to be a very spicy podcaster. He's a powerhouse. He's on MTV a lot too. That too. So, but he did a show called Love Line with Mike Catherwood. Correct. Remember Adam Carolla? Yeah, they fired him, and then Mike oh, Catherwood. No, no, they didn't. He, oh, he left. He left. Yes, he left, and and he went to podcasting, and he became the biggest podcast in the world. And then Joe Rogan ate his anus. Um, but he's still good. He's still great. Um, but we we had Catherwood, and we thought we would do sorry YouTube a thing called Fuck Line. So for Catherwood being here. We thought we'd bring it back. It's been how long? Oh, a couple of years. Uh, couple? At least, at least, yeah. Like five? Probably pre-pandemic. I would, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Five, four or five years. Yeah, mm -hmm. so it's a big thing. It was a big, sorry, it was a big thing before, you know, every, everybody ate us. <laughs> but we're still here, god damn it. And we're going to do it right now. Sorry, you too. Uh, my boyfriend says my nipples have started to smell. Ooh. Not, wow. Not right. That is new. Not right out of the shower, but pretty much all the rest of the time. Smells like off milk or smells like BO? It doesn't actually say. I'll, t I'll read you the whole thing. It doesn't. I don't smell anything. I don't really wear bras. I have small boobs, but the boob areas of my tops seem like they smell okay. On the other hand, I don't know why he would make that up. Is it possible he is telling the truth? I would rather not ask my girlfriends to sniff my tits. I I will say this. Uh, this is a very hard question to answer without her to say like. Boy, do I wish I could smell those boobs. If right. she if she was a runner, maybe she, there's irritation. I mean, there's so much I need to... Has she had children? Did mm. she breastfeed? Mm. Are you... Oh, no. Or if maybe she's 20 and she's never... I, she might have one thing I will say. Yeah. One thing I will say. He's not lying. It's a weird thing there's to no, make up. Yeah. Like, there's, uh, it's an odd he, way to munch. You, though, it's, it's an odd pretty, way to munch It's a somebody. pretty evil comeback, though. Just to be like, <laughs> yo, your nipples stink. No, and, you, and they don't, and you're just like trying to get her back for, for like... <clears throat> Not cooking dinner. The or something? type of guy who would go there to just to harm his wife, to hurt his wife, would go with your your vagstings. There's no way, like your nipples. They, he, no man makes that up. If he if he said your vagstings, and it's they, pretty good. I might steal that. You know, like next time I don't like because somebody it's so say, unique. I've never even heard of this idea. But you can easily inspect yourself for vaginal odor. The boob thing would be a little bit harder. Yeah, but I do think women are particularly sensitive to that, especially if a man were to be like, True. It's the smell is so bad. I remember one time I boned a lady, and then she blew me, and she was like, oh, my God, did I smell like that? Oh. And I was like. This uh, yeah, Harvard girl? <laughs> what does that mean? Like, <laughs> she actually had a book on how to pick up white guys. <laughs> she, was a, she, was not, she was not white. But she was just like, it's a bad day. And I was like, yeah, people have bad days. I get it. No big deal. It wasn't bothering me. It wasn't stopping me. I could write that book, by the Holla. way. How to pick up white guys. Be hot. 
Yeah. Well, no. Nah. Like, white guys typically don't have like a lot of like things. Some white guys are intimidated by black, black guys. Ladies. Have the thing. Well, Hispanic guys typically have a thing. They'll they're also just mostly open minded to attractive, but black guys, Hispanic guys, they typically like thicker women. Mm -hmm. You know, like white guys are just like I. If you're attractive, I'm, I'd prefer this or that, but it, you're good. If you want to pick up this white guy, be attractive. That seems to work. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a, I'm a little bit intimidated, but I just look. I'm intimidated by all pretty ladies. I just need an eye. You give me that look, and I know that it's okay. I think I somehow have gotten over that. I think from being married, uh, you naturally have a. It's like um, someone who has in, in in a certain situation, like where they have nothing to lose, right? Yeah. There was always as a single man. Um, even if it was a crazy situation where I would think this, I, there was always somewhere in the back of my head, like I, this attractive woman, maybe I could have sex with her. Yeah, and it would alter my behavior, right? Inevitably. Yeah. Um, and now I, I do think like I've just somehow become a little bit more <laughs> appealing to women because I can active, I can easily see and feel that this woman is attractive, but I, I've right. written that off, so yeah. I start to kind of be myself. I guess. You think sometimes being insecure helps ladies like you because you would you were like, there's no chance that we would ever hook up anyway, so I'm just going to act like a normal person? I think if you're hot and have money, that would be attractive to a woman. But I think, unfortunately, a lot of outward vulnerability from guys is pretty unappealing, regardless of what women Yeah, we're not very say. smooth. You gotta. It's like this weird thing where you're super insecure or you're super confident. And it's like, those are the two worst angles. You got to be in the middle. You know, you got to believe in yourself, but you can't be too pumped on yourself unless you're going for a certain girl. But a girl that goes for a guy that's super pumped on himself is is a, is a trick-ass hoe. I also think you're onto something there. And and it's it's more about just be a real human being. Yeah. Take off that mask. Someone who is always hyper-confident is wearing a mask. Someone who is always Mr. Emo man staring at his shoes like I'm the worst is not you're not you're put, you're portraying some character. Yeah. Humans are all in all levels of the middle, you know, yeah. you lean to some side. Also, the people you do appeal to when you have a mask on are almost invariably people who themselves are wearing, wearing a mask. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So about the potentially smelly tits. I think she's got some dodgy ducts. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I've seen a lady one time she was squirting milk out of her boobies in an elevator. Yeah. And she wasn't pregnant. Mm -hmm. All of I when, reckon those nipples stunk. When Drew would be sitting next to me and we would get a question about odor. Yeah. Pr pr pretty much down the line. Yeah. Of what, regardless of part of body, gender, whatever. Um, it was some hormonal thing. Mm. And if it's your boobs, I think Tully's on. I mean, that seems reasonable. What about this angle, Catherwood? Yeah. You're not stinky. The person smelling you is is a got a pussy nose. Maybe if you smell like if you smell like bo and stuff, it's hot, you know. Because sex, like an animal, is the hottest sex you can have, and animals are stinky because they don't ever shower, and that's why when you have stinky sex, it's like animalistic, you know. Sometimes, like things, you stab things into things, and things fly out, juices and stuff, and it's all stinky, and everyone's like hairs all messy and. You know, peeing on things and stuff. Yeah, man. Animal sex. You right. know, like get. I don't care. Poo on me. See if I care. I'm just. I'm German. Well, you don't have to be German these days. That internet got us over here. But you just. I mean, sometimes stinky sex. You just gotta like. 
embrace it, you know? Yeah, uh, So you're saying the art is more about the observer than the artist? I'm saying sometimes, like, I got a friend, he's real stinky. He was a, he's a trans man, and the stinkier he is, the hotter it is. But it wasn't like that at first. I was like, dang. First time he got in the car, I was like, whoa, you make him out of That's crazy. And then, like a year later, I was like, man, if I ever smell that, I'm ready to go. It's almost yeah. like a jump starter to me. If anybody had, not all BO, it's a certain BO where my dick is or has already taken over what I'm doing. Yeah. Like I am no longer here. Like I'll be, smelled- be nodding. I might even have a couple of comments, but it wasn't me. You are not talking to me. My penis is just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is, just say something smart. Do that. Whatever. Just get in the stink. Whatever you got to do, get in the stink. That's what I feel when I smell Tully. I walked in. I hadn't. It's been a while. And yeah. I gave him a hug. I was like, oh, watch out for that boner, dude. Like a yeah. seventh grade dance. I was like, oh, yeah. I, I didn't mean to turn you on. I, I, I know. It's- Next question. Wait. <laughs> My wife has slowly but surely gotten really into lesbian porn. Hell yeah. I don't mind. I actually think it's pretty hot. But it's pretty tame. the more I think about it, she definitely is a tomboy. She literally only wears dresses when she absolutely has to. I'm starting to think I might be missing something. Mm-hmm. Is my wife more of a lesbian than a heterosexual? Pfft. What a homophobic thought. No, I just think it's a guy. Mo, you got to remember, Jason. Like, and a love line enlightened me a lot to this. It's like most people. That's why we're doing this. Yeah, are this. not exposed to stuff the same way. Pe- like, I, I'll never forget. And totally will. As a man who's uh, married to a beautiful Asian lady, he, he might appreciate this. We got a call from this guy. He was from rural, rural Ohio. Mm-hmm. This is literally. I, I'm paraphrasing, but this is literally the call. He's like, so uh, I have a. I had an Asian girlfriend, and I loved her, but she's moving away uh i'm i'm he was college age he's like uh what do i do i was drew and i are kind of like what, what, what the fuck you do? what do you mean what do you do what the heck you do? and uh he's like why i i really like asian women and i was like god bless you it's a good choice he's like what what where what do i do where can i and for a guy like me who grew up in a world where like that that's an ins- literally an insane thing to say because i grew up where there was equally as much Mandarin as there was Spanish as there was English. I could I couldn't understand. I was like, dude, get a whatever Southwest flight or something you know the Spirit Airlines you can afford. Go to LAX. Go about fifteen miles east, and your head will blow off your neck. But my point being, yeah, the whole be, reason better yet, go to Asia. Go. Did you, That's go what to I Korea. thought he was going to say. <laughs> but my my point being is like that that guy's experience was, and I think that he may have zero homophobic feelings. Is like. He has no clue. He has no knowledge or experience with being with lesbians and, and, and gay people. And so a lot of people's comments and stuff comes from general naivete or, or, or ignorance to, to a topic, much more so than I think hate sometimes, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's a hate thing, but it is if you are a lesbian, it is degrading. You don't mm. mean it. It's kind of like when white guys say stupid racist things they don't know it's racist. Like I got I got a black friend or something. You know I mean you, you don't know that some of my yeah some of my that, best friends. a lot of black people go yeah we've heard that one before. Um, I I have to say though with I think like a if a lot- girl watches lesbian porn that doesn't. Nowadays especially I don't think it means much because it's funny if lesbian a guy porn watches gay porn every dude thinks he's gay. <laughs> lesbian porn nowadays typically has 
usually hotter chicks and it doesn't have male porn stars, which I just think even if a woman's crazy hetero, a lot of women find them unappealing. <laughs> like male porn stars in yeah. general, just like yeah. their behavior and stuff. It's, and whereas lesbian porn tends to, even if it's not how the women involved feel, they make it look more appealing to a female audience. I just think that, you know, guys, some guys, so most guys so bad, bad in bed, clueless, not trying to like do anything for the lady, just sort of doing what they're doing. And women, when they hook up with each other, not all the time, they can do the same thing, but more often than us, are they more sensitive to the person's, the other person's needs and wants? And they kind of, you know, they read what they like and what they don't like. And a lot of guys don't, a lot of guys just pound away. You know, like I, I hook up with everybody and I can just tell like guys, you know, not everybody, but I, a lot of guys just want to get it in there and start pounding. Yeah. Girls. Yeah. Kyle driving. Who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They really are I Kyle, like Kyle driving. driving. Yeah. That is a good one, dude. Um, Yeah. They, they, and, it, and it's, and I think if you're somebody that is into sex more than the average person, you want to have good sex. If you're having bad sex, you're not, no longer interested in it because you know what it's like to have good sex. And oftentimes, girls that are going to hook up with each other, they just, I don't know, whenever I watch it, not all the time, but most of the time, they kind of know what they're doing with each other a little better. You know, it's a little bit more, there's a, there's a lot more finesse involved in it. You yeah. know, it's, it's, there's a lot of like, you know, rubbing different things, not just like go for the put, like, dude, just go for the puss, man. Like, I'm telling you, I've done things where it's like headstone. you get close to the <laughs> puss and then you go back and go like some toes. Yeah. It it, 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 it does things to them. You got to taunt the puss. Yeah. Yeah. You got to taunt. You'd be like, maybe here I go. Uh uh. Mm -mm. Actually, foot massage. And they're like, what is happening? And then by the time you're in there, it's yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And don't leave out the butthole. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's still it's 2023. Now yeah, you got to get the butthole. Uh, one more. I don't want to know anybody who doesn't want me to touch their butthole. One more question one more. before we wrap Gagging up. Gagging on cock is good. It's Fuck Line well, with Mike Catherwood. At one market. My girlfriend likes calling me daddy in bed. Here or there is fine. Every time, not so much. Yes, I can talk to her, and I'm sure she will work with me to cut down on that. But I still know she finds that really hot, and yeah. I really do not. Help me think this is less creepy than I currently think it is. He sounds like he's a dad. Because that's the More only, thing, yeah, and that's the only thing that crosses me when I get called daddy is, is, well, my kids call me dad. Yeah, right. So it's not. But when they were younger, they called me daddy. Right. So when I was younger and a girl called me daddy, I'd be like, can you not do What, do you do want, that? toys? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is gross. That's gross. And I think it, uh, just from my uh, perusing of um, pornography nowadays, mm -hmm. uh, the girls that are clearly younger, in early 20s and stuff, they, that's a big thing. They do that a lot. And uh, it was really rare in you know, 15, 20 years ago. Mm. Uh, so I don't know if, if maybe he's, uh, from our generation it's just like, enough uh, uh, like that. It is, it's strange to yeah. me. Unless, she, um, unless she's Latina. Yeah. Even that, like I, I believe in the poppy thing. Like I, it's, oh, I it's love that. peculiar because you call me poppy all day. Sure. I really don't want to behave like my father or like I behave <laughs> well, to my daughter. You call me poppy. I will start smoking cigars while we have sex. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I think it's a, a like, um, 
I have a real. I actually had a talk with these kids the other day. <laughs> I lift weights with these dudes, and they're ni- one's nineteen, one's twenty one, and they're both Latino. Get it, Daddy? Did someone say that? No, no. Uh, but I do get. That. <laughs> Believe me, just check my DMs for that. Yeah. Um, and they call everyone that they're cool with the N word. They that yeah. it's like like I say, dude. Hey, dude, what's up, man? They're just like, oh, this my M bomb right here got me hooked up with this program, and I was like. Well, and so I literally pulled myself. I was like, I, I, I think it's kind of wait a white guy. Oh, that Latino. They're they're. Uh, that's, yeah, some LA, like that's some LA shit, though. It is. It's uh, still not cool. No, I know. I'm just saying though. Like that's like, like I don't care LA, if you're Latino. That's a big thing. Yeah. I had I had seen it, but also you got to remember I, I was in I was in Texas when this happened. Um, granted, it was like a it was this was in Center City, Austin, but um, and I just was like, guys, I know. Uh, this is cool with you. Mm. And I actually think it's kind of amazing that that had, it's gotten to this point that there's that word just really has no value for your generation. I was like, but it's way not cool for me. To, like, it kind of gives me goosebumps every time you say it. Like, if a black guy punches them in the head, I'm not saying anything. But it's like, because even with their black friends, same with like when I was in Venice, you'd see like Venice high school kids be skating out. It'd be Black dude, two white guys, and a Hispanic guy. And they're just like, hey, hey, and, hey, and bomb. And you're like, nah. hmm. whoa, all right. I guess it's just different now. You yeah. Know? I, a lot of gay boys call me daddy because I'm old now. So I'm daddy to everybody. I would say gay boys call me daddy more than girls do. Like it's almost, it's, and I, I don't like girly gay guys anymore because of it. Like it's kind of bumming me out. The daddy and zaddy. Okay. I would, you took the words out of my mouth. I get zaddy yeah. on DMs a lot. Yeah, where's what Zaddies? is that? It's like a, a sexy older daddy. Oh, okay. I'll take it. Now I'm cool. No, with it. it's hot. We're now, hot. Now I'm cool with it. No, it's hot, but <laughs> it's just, I don't know, something about it. <clears throat> zaddy. I get a lot of, I'm like, all right. Hope that's a good thing. Yeah. I kind of got a boyfriend. Not really, because like, I'm not gay, but it's as close as I can get. I call him the NF. N bomb F bomb, but I've only done it like three times, and it's just a joke. Well, yeah, I don't do it. I don't gonna, do it. I mean, in the if bedroom. you're gonna go that hard, take the um, the anal C bomb route, where Seth Putnam from Anal C bomb, the band, um, went. He literally just thought, like, what are the two words I can go? I'm lost. There's a a grindcore band. Yeah, uh, and and their name is Anal, and it rhymes with bunt. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. anal C bomb is anal C bomb. Yes. Yeah. And I'll see you next Tuesday. And uh, he, when he's, people interviewed Seth Putnam, the, the front man, uh, principal songwriter of uh, Anal C, um, he said, I just, I literally just thought, I, uh, what can I do to collect the two most hideous words? And we tried, and I had like a diagram I'm putting N word and, and F word, and you know, we settled on Anal C bomb. Uh, if you're going to NF, you might as well NC, because that's. Yeah, but now, it, there's I was, no coming back from that. Yeah, but the C bomb doesn't. I'm saying the two most offensive things. He is black and he is gay. Yeah, he's not a C bomb, so True. it doesn't work. And I said it in a, in, a, in 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 I didn't say it in an aggressive way. I said it in a a loving way. And I also said it in a way that allowed it to be funny. And then he tried to say it too back to me the other day. And I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's, not it's not NF, it's FN. <laughs> like, it just sounds better if you do that. I'm sorry, other way around. Yeah. But the C bomb is. Uh, 
Sebum's mellow for me. It's no, to me, it's not. If I hear it seriously, I if I hear it comedically, it, it's fine. Yeah. It doesn't do it. I, 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 when I hear a sea bomb in the wild, like a guy's literally calling a woman to her, like, I'm yeah, like, whoa, crazy. whoa, like this is, you've gone to a whole new level. That. I don't do yeah. that. Yeah. It's more of a, I, I, I only call my friends that. Or if I say it in an aggressive way, that's bad. I'm going to punch you. Yeah, it's bad. And that's, that's my father. I can hear him. As soon as it comes out, I, may, I immediately get embarrassed and, uh, and don't like myself. <clears throat> Not that much anymore. Yeah. Sometimes in the car, if you cut me off, you might be a bit of a. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. But he didn't hear it, you know. I say uh, anything goes in the car. I say you useless, you know. I say C bomb E. She's being. Yeah. Bunty. I say I will. Oh say yeah. It. Oh, that's mellow. For no reason, this chick was being all bunty to me. Also, come home and tell my wife. You know? That's weird. I, I yeah. It does soften it quite a bit. It does. I don't know how, but it does. Right. Yeah. I feel like Howard Stern did that first. I, I will say uh, maybe it's a Long Island thing. Maybe it's not him as an innovator. But Ronnie the limo driver was the first guy I ever heard use it to actually describe a a, oh, genital, yes. a, a vagina. You yeah. know, like. He's like, yeah, you take it. That's right. He's, you put it in yeah. there. He's and I'm like, whoa. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's like a talking vomit. <laughs> he's the most disgusting dude I've ever seen. Oh, he's mouth-wise anyway. Have you, are, have you, uh, Drew says that um, Ronnie's quite different, not on the microphone. He was always right. nice to me. Yeah. yeah. Drew, he's he like, never he's called me the C-bomb at all. There's yeah. definitely like a, 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 a character that he put. He, I don't know if it's like, a character. Yeah. I feel like it's more like he's from a place where... And I don't know, Michael, you might know more because it's near where you grew up, but he remind Jersey people that are older remind me of Bogans in Australia <laughs> in the 80s where sea bombs were flying everywhere because we were foul-mouthed, disgusting dudes. Yeah, I'm sure he and I ran in pretty different circles. Yeah, but you still know those tri-state people. Tri-state area. Uh, yeah, and I also think there's just like, it's a gear that you can slip into. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? That's like, it's like Baskin Robbins has got like, what, 31 flavors or whatever it is. That's one of the flavors. And what it sounds like is he's not playing a made up person like a Ned or whatever. He's just able to just live in pistachio when he's on the, and that's one particular gear of Long Island. That's hey, my guess. We went real long. Yes. Everybody, if you want to see more of the Jason L show, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Mate, where we do two more hours of show live. You call in and hang out with us. But right now we've got to leave. So you're on the YouTube, iTunes thing. Make sure you like and subscribe. Make sure you actually click on the thing and make comments on YouTube. Help us out. And then also sign up to the Patreon. All right? Good. Love you guys. Don't die. Thanks for being on the show, Catherwood. Of course. Of course.